Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season two of Travel Happens. Today, I have an extra special guest with me, my good buddy, Sean. We've known each other for at least five years. Damn, we're old. <laughs> uh, Sean recently enjoyed a voyage aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas in June, right? It was June. Yep. Okay. Right in the beginning of June. Yeah, June 2022. How are you doing, Sean? Uh, I'm doing great. A little warm, but are, isn't everyone on the East Coast right now? <laughs> well, it's not just the East Coast. Like, So uh, one of my uh, frequent co-hosts here uh, on Travel Happens lives in Texas. They're having a heat wave. Uh, much of Europe is having a heat wave. It's it's a global thing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. We could possibly be dealing with uh, climate change, could we? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yes, yes. So we're going to talk about uh, what Oasis of the Seas has to offer. So let's get started. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is my friend Sean, who recently enjoyed a week aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas with a group of friends. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. I am here to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all of the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help in planning a trip? Reach out and I can make it happen. As I said earlier, Sean was with a bunch of our friends. Were there six of you? Yep, there were six of us. Okay. How did the trip come about? So we originally were supposed to be going for my friend Josh's 30th birthday in January, which is when his birthday is. We were all going to surprise him on the Symphony of the Seas, actually, because um, my friends are cruise heads and they were saying this was one of the newer ones and they really wanted right. to go on it. Um, but of course, Omicron hit and a whole bunch of cruises were um canceled and ours was one of them so we knew we wanted to eventually go on a cruise and that's how we landed on the oasis um now in 2019 this ship which was a game changer in the cruise industry underwent an amplification and that's just a fancy word that royal has come up with for giving the ship a facelift So um, they spent $165 million to update the ship and that including new venues. It was a 63 day update, but you got the benefit of it. You really didn't have the chance to see what this ship was like before the amplification, right? Correct. This was actually my first cruise ever. So, oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> Even in my 40s, I can still do things for the first time. <laughs> oh, very good. But before we talk more about Oasis of the Seas, we're going to talk what we're obsessed about. Okay, we are back and we are obsessed. This is our time when we rant or rave or talk about what's uh, going on in our lives that just we can't get our minds off of. So, Sean, what are you obsessed about? Well, I'm currently obsessed with a show called Evil, which is currently Uh airing its third season on Paramount+. Plus. It is basically in the vein of X-Files and Fringe about a group of assessors that work for the Catholic Church and investigating miracles, demonic possessions, and the like of that. It's really really fun. (laughs) Sorry. It's really fun. Um, It's by the people who did The Good Wife and The Good Fight, so it has sort of a very science fiction-y fantasy Uh vibe but also has a lot of real dark humor. There's one of the regular actors. Every episode plays a different demon, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. But it's somehow, it's played for laughs, but still serious within the universe. And the actors are all great. The the writing is amazing. It's just, I can't recommend it enough. I can't wait every week for each new episode to come out. Would there be um, any actors that people would be more familiar with? Uh, Mike Coulter is one of the leads. He was in uh, The Good Wife, which I just mentioned. Uh-huh. And he also was the lead in uh, Marvel's Luke Cage. He was Luke Cage. Um, and, um, oh God, what's his name? Michael Emerson is the villain. He was, uh, of course, Ben in Lost. And he's the villain in pretty much everything he's in. So he's very <laughs> familiar to everybody. <laughs> and Christine Lottie. Christine Lottie's in it. Oh, She's I actually the best um, part of it. She plays the main heroine's mother and she sort of has this really crazy plot line. I don't want to spoil it because it all of it comes out of that. nowhere, but she's really good. Now, is this series, does it have like a soapy element to it? Would you say? I mean, not terribly. There's like some soapy elements. There's some romance and attraction happening between some of the characters, but it's mm-hmm. never really veers into i'd say soap opera elements similar to like how x files had the will they or won't they with uh Mulder and scully similar to that vibe nothing terribly far right (laughs) okay anything else i should know about the series going into it um it is i am not a horror movie fan uh yeah i'm not either i don't like jump scares i i just can't deal uh, deal. I can deal with suspense. Like um, I can deal with movies like the Nicole Kidman um, movie. Uh, I think it was The Others. Oh, yes. I love that. I, I don't want to say anything more because like if you say anything about it, you basically spoil it. But it's <laughs> very suspenseful. It takes place on the on a, the Isle of Jersey in the English Channel. I think it's the English Channel. I don't think it's been a few years somewhere, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Showing my age. So that I can deal with. I can't take like nightmare on Elm street or the Halloween movies. I, I just can't. It, 
it mm. starts. Listen, there was one time when uh, my father invited me over to his house and he said, hey, uh, the movie Alien, the very first one with Sigourney oh. Weaver is playing on network television. Do you want to come over and watch it with me? I'm like, okay, there's a couch. You're in someone's house. That that's a more comforting. I can do with that than going to like a movie theater. So I thought it'd be okay. So I'm uh, at his house. I'm on the couch, and we're watching the movie. And it just pans through like basically this um, uh, corridor that I don't know. It's weird, and um, <laughs> the music is playing, and it the music is so suspenseful. It's it drove me up a wall. And <laughs> we didn't get past that first scene. I just leapt up out of my chair and I'm like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. I gotta go. <laughs> and I just left. And that was the network television version. That was your one chance to get the, yeah. the not as as intense version. Right, right, right. So I figure, listen, if you're the same way, I probably can handle Alpot. So I'll have to check into it. Yes. Um, You'll love it. Good. I, I, you know, it's not like I'm not binging things enough as it is. (laughs) (laughs) We're the the world of binging now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, What I'm obsessed with is an event that I'm attending and you're going to be attending. And that's uh, this year we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of Diné en Blanc. Can you believe it's been 10 years? 10 years in Philadelphia. At the last minute, a secret location is revealed to thousands of friends who have all been patiently waiting to learn where Diné en Blanc is. And thousands of people dressed all in white and conducting themselves with elegance and etiquette, all meet for a mass, quote-unquote, chic picnic in a public space. And part of this event is a celebration of the city's public spaces. And um, they do this all around the world. They have uh, Denis Blancs in cities in Asia, it uh, it started in Paris, and it's uh, now here in Philadelphia in uh, 10 years. Um, I was not at the first one. I, Me either. Um, I, it was a lot, it's a lot of money to outlay up front for that very, you think, oh, for this, to do it for that first year. I'm like, I don't want to spend all that money. So, um, but I, I happen to be there for the second year. Um, They're usually held in a very prominent, quintessential, iconic location of whatever the city is that they're having it in. And um, beyond the spectacle and elegance of the dinner itself, um, the guests are very diverse and they uh, come together. And that's the second feature of the event, that you're building this sense of community. And uh, Denis Blanc recalls the elegance and glamour of French society and guests engage one another, knowing that they are taking part in a truly magical event. And there are no disruptions because they block off whatever area they're taking us to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
there's no car traffic, no pedestrian traffic, only people around looking, what the heck is going on? Something's going on, but what's going on? And um, participants uh, are, in addition to the spectators, are wondering what the heck, where are they going? whether it's not all just a dream. And it's the one night of the year where everyone is just super friendly and filled with joy. I've, I, I've gone to most of these 10 years and um, everyone is really great. They're incredibly nice. I can't believe yeah. it. Um, and uh, for over 30 years in Paris, Francois Pasquier in 1988 uh, came up with this Dinan Blanc uh, concept. And uh, he had, he's just like closed down some location. They'll have over 10,000 guests each year. In fact, like in Paris, they'll have uh, two evenings. So oh, wow. Here, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. And Philadelphia is just one evening, one place. But there's so many people in Paris. Well, they've been doing it for over 30 years. They're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a job. They've got a job. Yeah. Um, it, so they visit the most prestigious sites in the cities. So like in years past, they've gone to the Eiffel Tower, the Chateau de Versailles, the Esplanade de Notre Dame, the Champs-Élysées, uh, Place de la Concorde, the Louvre. Uh, the Trocadero Esplanade and the Palais Royal Garden. And the Paris police wish they could join up, but they're also there um, just making sure we're all okay. And my understanding that it started with a group of friends and that uh, Monsieur Pasquier had this uniform that was all in white and they just built the dinner all around his white uniform. And that's why everybody is wearing white. Um, and once all the guests are settled in, they sp spontaneously lift up their white cloth napkins in the air and twirl them around to indicate the beginning of dinner. That's always fun. And then in one of the most beautiful locations of the city, accompanied by their friends, guests will enjoy a finely prepared meal. Um, you may prepare the meal yourself, or you could pick up a catered meal that's brought to the secret location. Which have you done in the past? I've John. I've done both. So I've done I've done the catered locations because some years I'm just like I. I'm not going to have time to cook some food, yeah. but then other years I've done uh, with friends, like an, a cheese board. Right. Um, that's always really good. I've done the gamut. I've done the, like, here's the five courses and here's this course and here's this course. <laughs> that's usually and the, all the first foods. year. <laughs> and I remember that was the year um, when I'd gone, thanks to you, uh, yeah. Douglas extended me an invitation, which got me into the, uh, into the event um, it was at the Navy Yard, and I had five courses, salad, meat, soup, dessert, all that. And of course, that was the year it was a torrential downpour. So everything was a little wet, but well, it was it still wasn't, it wasn't, an amazing evening. It wasn't torrential when we were eating dinner. It was, it, the rain really came down right before. 
There was a little bit of rain during uh, afterwards. I don't because, but um, it was a little soggy, but. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember there being water everywhere. I was like, oh, oh, wow. I thought it ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be because it looked like we were going to be in the thick of things. But yeah, yeah, because that dinner goes on rain or shine. They don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get one night, you get one chance and you're going to be one night, one chance. You better bring your umbrella and uh, cover up that food. (laughs) (laughs) And there's always live music while you eat. And after dinner, a DJ starts to spin his music. And many uh, enjoy dancing the night away with the DJ playing. And every year, I don't know, I guess uh, the people who are organizing this event have similar tastes in music as me. Because I find like every year, it's a really great DJ. And um, in fact, there was one year where we were kind of spread out. It was the year when we were right outside City Hall. So there were some people that were across this little street that was blocked off. And they had a whole completely separate dance floor and DJ. So there were two DJs playing and the uh, type of music that they were playing across the street was completely different than the music that was playing uh, where I was sitting. And um, but both DJs were excellent. And the event has grown so much. it's really crazy. And the most magical point of the evening is when everybody lights up sparklers uh, that have been provided to them uh, by the organizers. And we'll try to leave the event space the way we found it using our own white garbage bags. Most uh, years, there's an after party here in Philadelphia at the Sofitel Hotel on 17th Street. I haven't seen anything about that for this year. I haven't, no. Yeah, but um, in years past, they've done that. But in years past, I've had to go to work the next day. And I'm like, sorry, buddy, I got to go home. I'm done. (laughs) Although I, you know, technically the the, um, event ends at 11 p.m. But somehow I always end up staying later than that for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's just a really fun, great event. So that's what I'm obsessed with this week. Do you have a guess as to where it might be? No, I have no clue. (laughs) I used to to spend uh, a lot of time really thinking this out. Like there was a a year when we were uh, on the South Avenue of the Arts. And I had, somehow I was able to see a map of locations of where everybody was meeting. And it all was just like all the the streets that are perpendicular to the Avenue of the Arts. So I'm like, oh, it's gonna be at Avenue of the Arts. (laughs) And sure enough, that's where it ended up being. But this year, I I haven't even seen uh, normally in years past they um give you a meeting place 
And this year they're not, not at all. They just said, you know, we'll tell you on the Tuesday, you know, the event's happening on Thursday night. We'll tell you on Tuesday where to meet. I'm like, oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So like in the past, you were able to pick out who's leading you because it's it's like a jigsaw puzzle, this thing. And, um, or Django or it's lots of moving parts. So um, in the past, you were able to pick out who's leading you into the secret location um, based upon a a meeting spot. This year, you had no clue. It was just like, who are you sitting with? <laughs> Do you know this person's name? You better hope you know someone's name because that's <laughs> it was a it was a puzzle this year. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. So that's what I'm obsessed with. The Neon Blanc. Like what you are hearing? Tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We need help. (laughs) Um, To help us get increased exposure, a five-star review is beyond price, but won't cost you anything. If you make a review, reach out to me and I'll be sure to mention you in a future podcast. My pod... uh, My contact information is in the show notes. Should you fail to make a review, I will place a curse on you. If you do not leave a review, you will never find your matching sock in the dryer. That will never happen. You'll never have another uh, matching pair of socks. Okay, we are back. We are back with Sean talking about Oasis of the Seas. Um, what was your itinerary for this trip? So we um, drove up and left out of Cape Liberty, New Jersey, which is just outside of New York, which was part of the appeal. Uh, wasn't really looking to spend a lot of money on traveling to go someplace to go someplace. So that was yeah. very yeah. convenient uh, living in Philadelphia. So exactly. When- I mean... Seriously, we could get to that location possibly quicker than someone living on Long Island. Yes. Picking the <laughs> LIE, you know, where you can, where it's like a parking lot sometimes. So we sailed out of there and then we're at sea for two days, then uh, docked in Orlando. And then after that, it was at Coco Cay, which is the Royal Caribbean private island. Right. Um, there was a day, a day dock there. And then uh, the next day was Nassau, Bahamas, uh, outside of there. And then the last two days were um, pure sail days. Okay. Very good. Um, what was the embarkation process like? So it was interesting. I'm not sure how it defers since like I, I had said this my first cruise um it seemed pretty organized um mass were required in the inside area so i felt safe doing that uh the security checkpoint was really it was very smooth waited no more than a couple of minutes to get through line um i've got a someone... quick question for you so yes, i yes. know 
I know Royal has like a lot of um, stuff you can do for the check-in process on their app beforehand, before you get there. Did you do any or all of that? I did all of that. So throughout, you can start check-in process pretty much the week after you book your whole thing. Uh Like you can start doing that right away um, with getting your travel documents uploaded um, and certain other various documents. And then uh, when we went, you still needed to test negative for COVID. So you had to take a test and you could upload the results directly in the app uh, two days before um, you got on the cruise. And then, so it made the embarkation process really smooth because they just checked your ID when you got there. They looked on their, um, their program. They saw the stuff that you would have provided. Um, they relook at your passport and vaccine card and they were like, okay, you're good to go. Like that process, the whole embarkation process from getting at security onto the boat took 10 minutes, if that. Wow. That's amazing. Right. That. That's a world of a difference uh, compared to, I'm, I'm going to say, like four years ago. Really? Yeah. It used, it used to be, oh, yeah. You, you, <laughs> it might take, in the before times, it could have <laughs> taken hours. Mm. Yeah. I uh, mean, we got there really early. We chose the first... Um, you got to schedule check-in times and mm-hmm. there's a breath, I'd say, of two to three hours every half hour, hour that you can check in. And we chose the earliest one because it just made sense rather than waiting all that time. Um, I definitely recommend doing one of the early ones because that helped us sort of breeze right. right through in there. Plus, I think this is my point of view. I'm a cheapskate. Listen, I've paid for that day on that cruise. Listen, yes. you're going to feed me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sure enough. We got on and um, you can, on the outside in the parking lot, you can drop off your bags. Right. Um, they actually beforehand send you or you can print out little tags that you can put on right. your luggage and it puts your stateroom number, your name and all that. And you can drop it off so you're not wheeling about all of your... yes. multiple bags um but if you have something like a day bag if you want to go to the um the pool when you go on there or you have some medicine or just different just things you just don't want to check um yeah you can walk around with them um but we instantly got on and went right to the buffet for (laughs) all right very good sean what was your first impression as you came on board so it was really exciting i had Obviously, since the first trip was canceled, I was really excited to get on my first boat and cruise. So it's really majestic when you walk on, when you embark, because right there in the lobby, it's not like a casino. Casino is not the right word, but it's like a grand hotel that you're like walking into. There's like a restaurant over there. Of course, there's like guest services there. There's like so much happening very quickly that I was like, this is a boat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like you're really I kind of equate it's the promenade that you're you're talking about, right? Yeah, the promenade when you come right on. So I equate it to like a mall. Yeah. A bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Like a luxe mall. Yeah. Did they uh did 
was there like a car parked there? There was, there was um, a fancy car that you can sit in. You can take your picture on every once in a while. They'd put little stuffed bears in there. Right. I just find it kind of crazy how, you know, much of a perspective it gives you to how big this place must be. (laughs) I mean, that car was so like small compared to like how tall that floor, like that's like two floors high, that promenade. Um, and it's just so massive that, oh, there's this car and it's just like teeny tiny speck of what actually is happening on there. <laughs> um, what kind of stateroom did you have? So I had roomed with my friend, Andrew, and we had a balcony facing uh, or a balcony stateroom. Um, it was, I mean, I guess I've been told, obviously, like I said, my first, like I've been told this yeah. is a standard size. So it right. looked a little small. Yeah, But as we were, and Andrew and I tend to pack a lot of things. We had a lot of outfits and a lot of looks. (laughs) Um, But we never felt like we were sort of like bumping into each other that Uh much. So like for what we needed, we had a lot of room. Um, Obviously that balcony view of the water when you're at sea is just that. I remember that first morning waking up and being like, water like it's just so right beautiful and calming and refreshing and yeah. it's nice big space on that balcony too to just sit out there think have a cup of coffee mm-hmm. chill out and then um so what stood out to you about that ship um just the what i was really impressed with was just the multiple zones i guess would be uh-huh. the word of yeah. like what's happening there yeah like they, there's royal calls them neighborhoods neighborhoods yes um the central park one was my personal favorite how yeah. it's you're just sort of walking along and it's like you're almost in a greenhouse type environment but there's all of these trees and they pipe in like city noises and then at night there's sort of crickets and animal noises and then there is the pool area, which is a whole pool zone on the top. And then there's the boardwalk, which really, and especially for me being like a Jersey Shore kid, like it felt right. pretty much like a section of the boardwalk with like the merry-go-rounds. So it just felt like everything was very distinct. And they put it like, it wasn't just like they slapped the word boardwalk on it. They really took the effort to really make it immersive and feel like you're in different spots of the boat. Right. So, yeah. Um, What was your complimentary dining experience like? So ours was a little different. We had booked through Costco, um, through a travel agent, and um, it came with free spa perks and free... um, free higher end dining in the restaurant. So we had two free nights of that. Um, It was really nice. Um, All the food, like every single station, like I don't think I had a bad piece of food the entire week. That's great. So um, how would you describe the buffet experience on board? So the buffet was really good. We picked two nights the one night we really wanted to do was there was each night had a different um, main course that they would feature. Mm -hmm. And we went on lobster tail night. Yep. And oh my gosh, that that lobster was so good. Did that (laughs) coincide with their formal night? 
It did. It did. Um, I love those formal nights. Um, there was two nights and we went both of those formal nights yeah. actually. Um, so we got dressed up for that. Um, I think that was the night we wore gold. I can't remember. Um, but, um, just walking through that dining room with that and it's three different floors on there. Um, so it's really grand. And in the middle is that huge, um, there's a huge, uh, highway painting that takes up those three, four walls and a nice chandelier feature. Like it's just grand. Right. Um, everyone was very, all of the servers are very attentive. Like, I don't, I don't think I drank a glass of water that was more than half empty. Like they were <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. Um, just really just a very pleasurable experience. Very nice. Sweet. You mentioned that you had a package that included two uh, specialty dining meals. What were those experiences like? Where did you go? Oh, we went, we ended up um, paying for, like, they were so good. We had ended up paying to go to other restaurants, but each Uh one of them was very distinct and nice and really just fine quality. My favorite, I would say was, I think it's 150 Central Park, which is um, the farm to table restaurant. And just, just the food was amazing. There was this lamb dish that I had that was absolutely like every, all, everything felt fresh. The seasoning was right. Um, The hibachi was another, um, Mm -hmm. was another highlight. Was that Izumi? Izumi. So we had had Izumi for um, the sushi part. So it's two separate restaurants, Izumi sushi restaurant and Izumi hibachi. And the cool thing was both nights we went there, we had the same um, server whose name is Sunny. Uh And Sunny was just about the most pleasant waiter uh, serve like I had had anywhere. Like just um, would say, okay, master, what's your name, Sean? Okay, Lord Sean, what can I help you with? (laughs) Like just so sweet, but like in a way that was like very sweet. And Uh when we came back the second night, very endearing. The second time we came back for the hibachi, we had Sonny as well. And just, he remembered us. Um, like there were several times we would see him throughout the cruise. Cause you see a lot of the same employees, obviously are all in a boat and they're walking to and from where they have to go. And you see them you're like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? Lord Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sonny. Uh, just so sweet. Um, and just the hibachi was just so good. I just, Oh, obviously. <laughs> You mentioned that besides the ones that you originally planned to go to, you went and uh, paid for other specialty dining. Did you visit Wonderland? No, Wonderland's not on that boat. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be on Symphony. Well, it is on Symphony, and we were looking forward to Wonderland. Right. But it was the one restaurant that was different on Symphony versus Oasis, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, can you re- recall any other specialty dining venues that um, you visited? Giovanni's, uh, restaurant, uh, which is sort of, uh, like Trattoria Italian restaurant. Right. Just had great. I remember I had a very good carbonara that night. That was just like, you could tell it was not just, um, heated up pasta. Like it was homemade pasta, very 
good ingredients, um, a very extensive wine list if you like wine, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, and again, like that service everywhere we went, I, I felt very much like, like how sometimes you go to restaurants and you can tell a server's bustling between tables and you right. feel for them because they're busy. Um, I felt like even when they were busy, that you were their focus when they were helping you and answering your questions. Um, a member of our party had allergies and he'd bring them up and it took very special care. We'd go to the chef, come back and sort of be like, here's what they can do or they could do this. So it just felt like we were very much every restaurant we went to, um, we were taken care of very well. Sweet. Um, now you mentioned also that part of what you had booked, you were able to uh, experience the spa. So mm -hmm. what was that like? That was really good. Um, so part of the experience was you got a complimentary um, Swedish massage. Uh -huh. um, you could only use that one. The, the, the caveat for us was you could only use it on um, port days. Right. So we all had done that on uh, the day that we had docked, that the boat docked in Orlando because we had uh, just been to Orlando in January. So we're like, we'll stay on the boat. We'll have a spa day. Um, I had a great experience. Um, I had, uh, was able to upgrade for just a little. I was surprised it was, I've heard a lot of stories about how they'll try and upgrade you on things. Right. Um, and really the, uh, my masseuse, um, she only had said, do you want to try hot stones? I asked how much they were. She told me, and I was like, well, that's good for a complimentary. Right. So I got that. So relaxing. So good. Um, a couple of my friends who were there did not have a great experience. They were a little, there was, like I said, we were reporting that day. Right. And um, in the background, in their rooms, I guess more than my room, they could hear like the motor like turning, uh, the anchor going down, which yeah. sort of took away from the relaxation spa aspect yeah. of it. Um, I also used the gym, which is connected to the spa there right. a couple of days. And that was really good. Great machines, um, similar to what you'd find on like a regular, at a regular gym in the city. Right. Um, everything was very clean. Um, there were attendants going around cleaning as well as you self-sanitizing yes. and such. Um, and of course, all the staff, I keep, I keep saying this, but like all the staff were yeah. very hospitable and welcoming and very good. Now, did you have a beverage package? Uh, I did. I had the unlimited, which includes everything except Starbucks. Got you. Um, and do you feel like it was worth it? I do. So it really depends on how you feel you're going to be drinking. So with yeah. how the package, and of course, you always have to look out for sales when Royal offers sales for right. different percentages off. What our package came to is if you're going to spend between 60 and $70 a day on beverages, yeah, and each drink can be about 12 to $14 somewhere in there. If that, if you're going to, and that includes coffee, um, sodas, um, drinks at the restaurants, um, if that works out for you, which it did for me, and it's not just, and that includes top shelf. So right. I could, I've never had so much great goose as I have this <laughs> week. Um, 
my goodness. Um, no, no Nikolai for me. Uh, but it was, I think it was very much worth it. It also includes the gratuity, mm-hmm. which really takes when you're on vacation, like, obviously I want to, I work in the service industry myself and I want to right. make sure my servers and everyone's taken care of, but to have that sort of taken out a little bit and you don't have right. to do math and do right. all that things. It was, it was nice to have that in that package as well. Did you have a favorite bar or lounge on the ship? I did. I did. Um, I had said that my favorite was the, um, the central park, um, right. floor neighborhood uh the trellis bar which is sort of like right tucked in the middle there it's sort of it very much feels like you've stumbled on a little like central park cafe bar mm-hmm. and there's like little tables and seats and it felt like a really good before we would have dinner uh and we were all in different rooms throughout the ship we would usually and and, and there's some restaurants there too so it was a good meeting point we would usually wait right there um and just have a drink or two my other favorite bar is the robot bar, which yes. is uh-huh. it's yeah, right on cool. the promenade. Um, and they have those, you could punch in your orders, how much shots of vodka they limit you. So you're not just like doing shots, but like <laughs> how much ginger ale mixer, do you want it shaken? Do you want flavor? And then these like little machines razzle and dazzle, um, right. will concoct your, your, they'll shake it. They'll ice it. It's right. really a lot of fun. That was another good, fun place to go to. Was the robot bar part of your beverage package? Yes. Oh. Um, every every restaurant was part of the beverage package. Yes. Very good. And uh, okay, now you have a specific uh, history with the world of entertainment. So I, I'm counting on you having a critical eye. What was the entertainment <laughs> like on board? So the entertainment was very top notch. Um, there was, there's an aquatic show that is really good. All So that's um, on the boardwalk neighborhood. Right. And it's this amphitheater style stage. And there's a pool in the middle and diving boards. And the performers are all great. However, at least in the show we saw, they do about two or three shows on certain nights, um, the stage kept malfunctioning. So what the stage does is it sinks in and up from the pool so that like dancers can like water dance on there, but that's also the same pool that the divers um, (laughs) jump into. So obviously you want to make sure that stage is going to the correct depths and levels for everyone's safety. Um, During our show, three times they had to stop. Wow. The numbers, which was um, interesting. Um, another entertainment we saw was Cats. Uh-huh. Um, now, Cats is you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. That has nothing to do with anybody performing it. Um, I very much love to hate it. Um, <laughs> the performers were excellent. A lot of um, people who have been on the West End, like they uh-huh. showed their credits. Right. And it was really cool because we got this cool handoff. So the night before we saw Cats, there was a cabaret that featured that season of Cats' final performance. Mm-hmm. And they just had a cabaret of their fam- favorite shows. And then the next day we saw the new cast. So it was kind of cool. The cabaret was okay. Um, the performers in Cats, though, like, nailed it. Like, Grizabella, who sings Memory, which is the iconic right. song of Cats, was just 
phenomenal. Like it felt like Broadway West End level type performers that you were going to see. And the set was really good too. Like had that like junky little look, like there was a lot of details in there. Um, there was a magic show. Um, and I can't remember his name. It was like one of the first nights that we were there. He was questionable. <laughs> um, I, I don't consider myself a magician person. Yeah. Like I go to, or like, and I don't get, how they do certain things. Yeah. Um, I felt like a lot of the rotating boxes and stuff that he were doing, like they were big enough that I was like, but that assistant is in the other heart, half of that box. Like it just, right. that didn't feel, he was also very- It took you out of the whole magic thing. Yeah. Um, and there was some parts that were, but it just overall, that was, that was not my favorite thing. Um but there was a lot of other things, like there were movies you could see. Um, there were um, lots of performers in the promenade. Um, my favorite entertainment option, however, and I highly recommend everyone do this, is the silent disco. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, silent disco is where there's DJ, but they don't play the music out loud. Everyone comes and they get um, headset, and they're usually... Um, they're usually set to two channels. So you yeah, have, I was say it has um, multiple channels. So you can, and they light up different colors. So you can see people, what are people listening to? And literally it's a silent thing, but you, it's funny because you hear people going like, uh, TikTok and uh, like everyone's like singing <laughs> under their breath where normally you wouldn't hear it because right. there's music thump -a -thumping, yes. uh, but this time you do. And that was, um, really fun um you can really only do it one night they kind of use the same set list for they do it multiple nights in different locations okay um so like one night of that is good um depending on your threshold for how much newness you want but still that was a very fun time to have now uh a big complaint i hear from people who have not gone on a cruise is they are very concerned one of their uh, pain points is they're very concerned that they're going to be bored. Did you feel that there weren't enough activities on a ship? Like I've got this whole sea day where I'm just traveling on the ocean. Um, did you feel like you were bored? I never once felt like I was bored. I mean, it helps that I was with good friends who like I have a good time with, but also that they, they, there's just so many small little activities that they do. Like one day we had like a little bit of time between different events right. and there was adult coloring. And <laughs> for an hour, we just sat and we're sitting at a piano painting like aquatic pictures of turtles <laughs> and a boat. And um, there was a lot of trivia. If you like trivia, there was um, theme music trivia. Um, classic rock trivia. Um, there was sports trivia, which was one we did not go to. We're not sportsy folks, but that's there. Um, there is an escape room, um, yeah. which uh, my friends did. I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, that was a lot of fun. Like there's so many things to do that. And, and if you don't like to have activities i feel there's also that like i'm just gonna chill out float by have a slice of pizza here go to the pool here yeah like it really Actually, that kind of reminds me of you were talking about the spa earlier did they have did they have those thermal stone chairs that you could lie on 
they did not have them there. They didn't have, the one thing they didn't have was sort of like a spa steam room type mm-hmm. bath scenario that I know some boats and some, and of course spas do have. Um, but I think just because of the placement of where it is on the boat, they just didn't have the capacity to have that in there. Yeah, that makes which, sense. Which for me is I, I could take or leave spa or steam rooms like that. Um, so that was missing there. They had a good juice bar in the front, which every once in a while I'd stop and get a nice juice. Juices were included. In the Ooh, look at you well. being healthy. <laughs> uh, I was considering all of the gray goose and all of the food I was putting in my mouth. I needed to sort of make some smart choices <laughs> at certain points of the trip. Did you spend any time at the casino? We spent quite a lot of time at the casino, actually. And it's that would have been something I never would have said I, I would do. Right. Um, because I just don't gamble. I'm the type of person who I'll go to Atlantic City. I'll put $20 in the slot and I'll call it a day. Um, but some of my friends are very much into casinos. And it just was a lot of fun. There's a central bar in the middle of the mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the casino, which I think was probably the bar we spent the most time at. It's also one of the later options. And so we were up late a lot of evenings. So that's just naturally where we gravitated to. Um, fun atmosphere. Um, a lot of us won pretty semi-big. Uh, oh. Did, I won did anybody two. get a hand pay? A what? A hand pay. It's, uh, it's a term that they use that once you reach a certain level of winnings, someone will come over and um you know cash you out for uh your winnings it's like like it would be i think something like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars that you've won we didn't but there was this woman who right off of the bar won oh my god like thirty five hundred dollars and like it was establishing her like it was like ringing up her winnings on the slot machine for 20 minutes wow like it just kept like loading and loading and like money's not right. coming out because it's all digital now, but like she couldn't advance it. <laughs> so this <laughs> woman was like, yeah, I won. And she's like, yeah, I won. And 20 minutes later, yeah, I won. <laughs> um, no one, no one really came over other than other people who were like, oh my God, congratulations. You won. Right. And I think also because she was by the bar that probably they had eyes on her, but yeah, I didn't see any hand pays. Um. Did you notice, what was the impact of um, smoking in the casino? Did you notice it? How do they handle smoking there? So the way they handle smoking is I'd say there's one particular section. I'd probably say it's a quarter, maybe a little over a quarter of the whole casino is Mm -hmm. smoking section. Um, One of our party was a smoker. um, So sometimes we would go into that section there. I didn't really feel like I smelled him smoking that right. much um they do pipe in a scent or an air throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the casino so if you're on the other side of where the smokers area is you can't smell it but smell whatever like nautical scent or right. whatever they're piping in yeah whatever um, room deodorizer they're using yeah so i feel and like we would go and i wouldn't feel like my clothes like i go back to my room and my clothes didn't smell of smoke from that night which was good now, you mentioned that you had sea days on this trip. So uh, how did that impact um, wait times and lines and space at the pools? 
So the pool, we had one big pool day, which was the day, our first sea day on the leg back. So after uh, Nassau. And um, that was the one day we had all thought like, hey, let's get, um, they have casitas that you can rent, which are basically like little beds that fit two or three people. But it was a great investment. It wasn't, especially because we were a group of six, it wasn't a big investment for us. It acted like a very good um, weight station. So it's like- It was like home base. Correct. Like one of us was always there at one time. Like I went to do like a wave rider one time and that took like 30 minutes, 30 or however long it took. And I came back. Some people went to get lunch and came back. So it was really good that we could sort of go back and forth. Um, You have to get up early to reserve those the day that you want. And you have to like be on time. It's like concert tickets on Ticketmaster. You just have to- did you right have there. to um did you have to wait to book that uh for when you're eventually on board or could you pre-book it before your trip? That one we had to do on the boat. Uh-huh. Um that and that specific one you can only do the day of. Oh, okay. So I think it's like somewhere between seven and nine in the morning. Don't put right. me on the time. You have to early in the morning the guest surface early in the morning, which is hard on a cruise. <laughs> especially with all those great gooses all those great gooses if you have an interior room you're not seeing sunlight so um i would note if we didn't have the casita it would have been hard because right next to the casita there was literally three chairs that people had put their books bags and a towel on they were not there like we had gotten to the casita at like 10 or 11 no one had been in those chairs until four so yeah, those people that they have a name for them. It so better not be a pleasant name. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It, they're referred to as chair hogs. Mm. That they get up at the crack of dawn, put down stuff to claim a seat, and then you know might not you might not see them for like hours at a time, and so it's a big big issue. Um, it was really nice at this. Uh, restart of cruising for people because they were dealing with ships that were at like 35% capacity. So they didn't have to really deal with chair. Everybody everybody had no problem finding a seat. But um, now there's really no limits on capacity anymore. It's basically full ships now. And and you have problems with chair hogs. Personally, I would like after a half an hour of no one being around and ever going to, you know, sit down, I would call over some, you know, one of the staff members and say, hey, listen, this has been vacant for a half an hour now. Could you please do something about that? Keep an eye on it. We sort of like by like hour three. Yeah. We sort of moved their book over to the one chair and took one chair over. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, that's part of our casita now. Like, and they didn't say anything by the time they came again at 4 PM. So, and there was only two of them and they reserved four chairs. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, look, even if there was one person there at all times, I would at least respect that. Well, that's fine. Family. That's people fine. are coming I, and going. Yeah. So much to do. 
I, I understand you got to go to the bathroom and stuff, or maybe you go to grab a bite to eat. You don't want to lose your spot just because, you know, you're there for, let's say, six hours and you lose your spot because you wanted to eat. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned you visited Coco K. What was that experience like? Oh, that was just that. W- I mean, they call their island perfect day. And it's such a, like, I hate saying it was a perfect day. Um, We were worried because there was some threat of um, storms or rain that day and they completely avoided it. Um, So we got off and you get off and there's all of these things there. There's like a huge water slide that's there to the right, which you can uh, pay to use an excursion for that. Um, but we mostly walked through the areas and went to the big, there's a big giant pool lagoon in the middle that has a swim up bar um, that we went to. And it's just, there's a DJ that's playing every hour. There was a different theme. There was the nineties theme. There was um, a couple different things. It was a little confusing there for the drink package. Um, Cause in the morning they would ask, Hey, what's your room number? we'll we'll check your room number and we right. give it but then later they were like oh we need your cards and we're like what you didn't need our cards earlier um and obviously we're in the pool we're not carrying right. our cards around so we would have to get out of the pool and come back so that that was a little weird um my one friend was theorizing maybe they had lots of people overhearing other people's room numbers mm-hmm. and were trying to ebb that out but that was uh, but then like some of our other friends would just go up t- to a different bartender and they'd be served with right. no problems so um other than that but it was just there's a little beach area where you can go out and there's a couple different like food kiosks um you just sit and have um food by the ocean and then there was one little bar that uh, you swum out to in the ocean. The ocean was very smelly (laughs) that day. So that was, but like once you got on to that bar, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. It was very like fun atmosphere. All of the people, like they could only have a certain amount of people on there because it's a small little, not like, like a little bit bigger than a cabana. So you can only probably have like 20 people and plus staff on there. But like, the bartenders and the servers were very like personable and, and like there was Carla. Hey everyone, we have Carla's glasses. Like, like everyone got to know each other. Um, so that was fun. There's just a lot. I didn't see everything. Like we walked right. along. Yeah. There's also, it's, it's so big that there's a tram that goes along right. the whole Island as well. Um, so there wasn't a lot of, I mean, that was mostly the day I just sat and was, a potato in a pool, which <laughs> was exactly my goal for that day. So, so much to do there, though. So you hit a uh, uh, a bunch of ports. So besides uh, Coco Cay, uh, just list the other ports of call and give a highlight at each. So uh, the first one was Orlando, and um, we did not get off on Orlando, so I right. cannot speak to that one um but there was a lot of options like they had you could take a quick trip to disney world universal studios all that we had the coco k perfect day which was great and then the day after that we had uh dr nassau bahamas so that was 
very much. It lets you out in port right in front of this market that has a lot of local vendors um, called Straw Market, um, lots of different things. Um, I got some, you'd think there's not a lot of like things that you could see that would be like personal to that area. There was, um, I know the listeners can't hear this, but I got- Well, they can hear, they just can't see it. I mean, they can't see me and my wife. Um, I got a little like wicker beach bag uh, that has Stitch and Stitch is one of my favorite characters that says Bahamas. Yeah. Uh, um, which is like very it's filled fun. with like, stuff. Yeah. They had a little, they had a Stitch little clinger clanger. Um, so yeah, uh, lots of different stuff with that. So we walked around, there's a lot of different, um, markets there, uh, cool food places, um, if you are into shopping, there's a lot of local vendors and also national retailers. Like there was mm-hmm. a Pandora store there. Right. Um, one of the main reasons we also got off was my friend needed his Dunkin' Donuts fix. Um, <laughs> and so we walked to the Nassau Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so that was great. Um, Atlantis is right off there. The big like Atlantis vacation resort. Um we had wanted to do that um, the uh, because our ship was at capacity. The uh, attendance to that eventually got sold out. Um, so we would have done that. Um, it was just cool walking around. There's this really cool hotel that was there that looks very much like that you see in like those palatial movies that just looks gorgeous, has lots of trees on it. The architecture is amazing. There was a lot of color, like a lot of different Right. Colored buildings like aqua and pink and green and all sort of different cool things. Um, so, yeah, it's very nice there. Um, so we're done with our trip. What was disembarkation like? So that was very easy. So the night before, um, you can leave out your bags right. yeah. um, outside your stateroom that, uh, and they'll take them and they'll be ready for you when you uh, walk out of disembark and when you walk out of security. Um, and you can, of course, keep a bag as you wish to take around with change clothes or what have you. So we got up early. Um, again, we chose the earliest time to disembark uh, because, no, we chose the later time. We chose the later time. That's right. Um, because we went to the casino the night before, as we had other nights. I <laughs> uh, wanted to squeeze every last every last minute of um, yeah. fun, and we still found that it wasn't that bad. A lot more people wanted to get off earlier, I guess, right for whatever reason. Yeah, that's um, kind of the trend that people. Uh, you kind of like hit the both the, the trends that they want to get on board uh, sooner rather than later, and they want to get off sooner rather than later. I found we waited a little bit longer to disembark than we did to embark, which is fine. We were, so they took you to the, there's different zones. Right. They send you to based on when you check in or you choose your time. Um, So we hit the buffet one last time and then we went to, which it's still open because it's still a day. So we got our our day eight food in there (laughs) and um we went to the it was the running track actually which Uh is where our meeting place is and we must have waited in that line for 10 to 15 minutes like even though it was longer we did that then we went in and then there's an area like almost like an airport hangar type atmosphere where it's you find where your stateroom location is and your bags are there right Uh, so so your bags are inside the terminal yeah 
Yeah. So they're inside the terminal waiting for you. And then you go through security one last time. And that process probably took 20 to 30 minutes. So what, right. even though it was longer than embarkation, it still, what, like in the grand scheme of things, didn't feel that problematic so at all. Just walk them through. You had this long line of people, but it sounds like the long line really moved. It did. It did. It moved quickly. People were checking all of your information. Um, they do check your um, passport again and your ID yeah. there. Um, but yeah, it felt fine. Now, I get confused because I'm dealing with like a whole number of different cruise lines. <laughs> I forget yeah. which one does what. So uh, on this ship, did they have that face recognition thing where they just scan your face and they just usher you on? No. They did not, no. Okay. At least not that they told me. <laughs> they could have <laughs> some secret minority report type thing happening there, targeted advertisement, but no, it was mostly through the CPAS that everything okay. was sort of going through. Got you. So what were your favorite moments on this trip? Um, I definitely say the Casita day, um, which was a day we were at the, at um, sea was the greatest because it just... Like I said before, like I was with my friends and we could all just sort of go off and do our own thing, come back, go off to do here. It just was, for me, I very much needed a lazy vacation to just mm -hmm. wander and do whatever. And I got that, like that day, especially I got just to sort of wander around, right. went inside, um, did the wave riding, which I am not good at. Um, <laughs> like... It just was like that to me was, and we had great conversations um, and great food that night. I think that was the night we went to the farm to table. Like that was just right. a great day. That was just how so did much you fun. How did you handle that flow rider? Did you get up onto your feet or were you on your belly or were you on your knees? Or so the way, you, was it the, all three because it just tossed you around? So it's, so they, they, you have to watch an instructional video. Uh -huh. And then there's the beginner side and then there's the, you can stand up side. Um, I did not venture to the, you can stand up side. <laughs> I was able to, so first you just learn to like ride the wave right. a little bit on your belly and sort of yeah. doing directionality. The farthest I got was five seconds where I was up and on my knees before I wiped out. So <laughs> I was like, that's good. That, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips for first-timers? Um, now that biggest... you're no longer a first-timer? You're a I pro know. now? <laughs> um, my biggest thing is, and it was what I was looking forward to the most, was the taco bar. There uh -huh. is an unlimited taco bar. And if you know anything about me, is I love tacos very much. Um, that is definitely something you would want to hit early or late. Like the waiting, we ended up going at around like lunchtime, like around 12 to one. And mm -hmm. we just waited in line for 30 minutes. Okay. But then as we would sort of find, and our friends went to the barbecue place and the barbecue place is not part of any of the dining packages. You have to pay for that a la carte. The taco bar is included is if you have the right, um, it's complimentary. package. It's complimentary. Um, so they were done way before us and we show up with our tacos and they're all like half done. Um, but like we would go back and see, like we wouldn't eat there again, but we'd see the lines. Mm -hmm. They'd been pretty smaller around like as soon as they open. 
Like you want to go as soon as they open or probably between three and four. Because by that point, people three are going on. Three or four in the morning? Activities. Oh, PM, PM. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the line for Sorrento at that point. Um, there is a pizza place and the cafe, which are right close to each other, are always open. Um, but yeah, definitely get the talk. Get your taco fix at odd times of the day is my big tip. All right. That's a good one. I'm going on Harmony of the Seas, which is the Oasis of the Seas uh, sister ship. Okay. Um, I think Oasis originally came out in 2009, I think. And um, Harmony came out in 2016. So, yeah, a lot will be the same. Uh, on my ship as the one that you were just on. And, um, you know, there's been this big hullabaloo of Wonder of the Seas being the largest ship on sea. Well, there's only a couple of inches between Oasis of the Seas and uh, Wonder of the Seas. It's just inches, seriously. Mm -hmm. So um, a, a lot of the Oasis class ships are very, very similar. Um, so do you have any future plans for travel coming up Um, or anything you're tossing around in your mind? So in two weeks, I'm going to Provincetown for the first time. Very excited. Very nice. For that. And I'm thinking, a friend and I are thinking about a Disney cruise. Okay. Um, during the fall, they're doing something out of New York, which they typically don't sail out of New York. Yeah, and they're doing a couple of five dayers throughout there, which I think the New York port saves money, and it's going to Bermuda, so it's going to a different port. So that would yeah. be exciting to see. Well, if you want someone to help you out with that, I know some people that would be great at giving guidance and advice. So just you know, give me a holla, and I could beautiful. I definitely send will. you on your way, and that'll work out fine, and uh, cost the same amount as if you booked it yourself. No Perfect. Charge. Yeah. Well, it has been great talking to you. I really needed the distraction from the humidity because <laughs> Philadelphia in July is. I don't know how those founding fathers did it. I really don't. They're, they with were with all the wigs and their powders. Mm-mm. Well, not just that. They're in. They were in these brick buildings, and they were concerned about secrecy, and they didn't want eavesdroppers. So the windows were all shut. In brick buildings in the middle of July. No. Mm. no, And no air conditioning. And no deodorant. Deodorant? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I so I think that, I think, yeah. I think that on that, I think they were just used to body odor, all, you know, <laughs> all 12 months of the year. I, I don't think they even <laughs> smelled it anymore. Um if you would like to contact me, my contact information can be found in the show notes. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. Next week, we will learn more about what's beyond our front porch. I, I'm not quite sure what's next week. I don't know what we're talking about. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Reach for the venture. <laughs>